big welcome to everyone who's coming in. Um, a big thank you to those who have already filled in the survey. Big appreciation for that. Um, just while there's still some people coming in now, because obviously we're dead on the hour. Um, if you haven't already, there's a quick link um, in the chat, which means you can let us know some answers to some fantastic connected packaging uh, questions that we are looking for. So basically, if you can, for the next 30 seconds, while I just give the introductions, click on the link and fill in um, the survey, we'd very, very much appreciate that. Thank you again and a big welcome uh, to our latest webinar. And today's webinar is Connected Packaging and Sustainability Goals for 2023. And I'm super excited um, today to talk to you all about um, fantastic ways of where connected packaging has really been able to educate audiences around sustainability and lots of different ways in which these two trends are really able to come together to help boost sales, reduce carbon footprint, educate around recycling. Um, so I'm really excited. We've got a fantastic panel as well. So a few quick notes while people are coming in. Um, they're still coming in. Um, this webinar will be recorded. So you can all watch this um, again on YouTube or, or listen to it on Spotify for our, um, our podcast, The Talking Draft. You'll also be able to catch up with some of the snippets, which will be available on our social media channels. This is a live stream session, which means our panelists are with us today in live um, format, which means that you can use the QA box, which is where the survey link is at the moment, um, and give us any of your questions. And we can get those um, to um, the panelists today uh, during the session. And hopefully we'll get a chance to get through them all. If you're on LinkedIn or if you're on Facebook, then of course you can just drop us um, a, a question there as well and we'll get through and round to you. So a big thank you again. I'm Jenny Stanley, Founder and Managing Director of Appetite Creative. We are pioneers in the connected packaging industry. And I welcome you all to this unique and exclusive event for packaging professionals and enthusiasts. As the global leaders in this space around connected packaging, we see more and more brands, packaging companies and agencies asking them to support us with their connected packaging needs. Sustainable packaging can also make a significant impact um, sorry, has been making a significant impact um, on today's trends and today's uh, companies, today's brands' needs. What we're trying to do today is see how connected packaging, sustainable packaging can really be brought together to make significant impact on brands to create a strong impression and, of course, increase sales. Sustainability practices have become essential to almost consumption brands across the globe in the last couple of years. I think fueled mostly um, or, or fueled massively by COVID. Customers, therefore, are giving much more importance on their daily lives into what companies are doing in terms of their sustainability goals and which brand that they should choose, not just based on price, um, but also based on their values. So an eco-friendly strategy has become essential to retain law customers and attract new customers and, of course, really help protect the brand's integrity and values. What can connected packaging do? It can really help to educate and help brands to stand out. So what we want to do is really understand how we can get a perfect balance. Today, we'll be joined by an exceptional group of panellists from all over the world. Um, learn today how they are preparing for another green year next year in 2023 and learn how they are looking and are using connected packaging to reach their sustainability goals and successfully engage their consumers. So our session today will be divided into three parts. First, we'll be discussing with Michael Kolaskis, founder and CEO at Natural Materials Unlimited. And we'll also have Joshua Young join us, who is Senior Marketing um, Markets Development Manager, Innovator with Sustainable Technologies long title, Josh, uh, Pragmatic. 
Um, it all really looking at um, changing sustainability goals for 2023 and how the packaging industry can use connected experiences to reach their audience in a meaningful way. Second, we were then joined um, from the TriImage uh, uh, duo, Hern and Barbara Mann, partner and exclusive, uh, executive, oh my goodness me, partner and executive creative director, and Guillermo Dufranc, sustainable packaging expert and project manager. Lots of difficult names for me today. They are going to be taking us through sustainable strategy and, of course, connected packaging. And then last but not least, we'll be joined with Adri Hanna, Golovic, Marketing Director at Elepac, and Virginia Muriel, Sustainability Manager at Gabriel Carrion. And they are going to be talking to us about their latest project, um, which we've been working with them on, which is specifically focused on their new sustainable packaging and their connected packaging uh, campaign, which they have launched in the last couple of weeks into the Spanish market. So sit tight, really ask questions and enjoy the webinar. Remember, after the event is over, it will also be available on YouTube channel um, and also on Spotify. And also, if you like and you've missed the survey link, we'll be leaving it in the chat box at the end so you can help us there too. All right. So first things first, a big welcome to Michael Cliffpach, which I'm sure I'm still pronouncing wrong, from Natural Minerals Unlimited, and Joshua Young from Pragmatic. A big welcome to our virtual stage. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. So to get the conversation started, let me first ask you both, um, as I normally do in, in true tradition, to tell us a little bit of an interesting fact that not many people know about you. I'll start, Michael, with yourself. Tell us that interesting fact. I find it interesting. I used to be an aircraft mechanic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty different. Okay. Perfect. Well, are you going to be beaten by Josh? Josh, what have you got to tell us? <laughs> well, it's a bit of a funny story, but uh, I was once mistaken at the, at the London Olympics as an Olympian um, as I started a bike ride from London to Paris and back. So they were surrounded by a load of tourists taking photos of me for no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sign any autographs? A few, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Perfect. Okay, then we can move in. We can move on. Thanks very much, you guys. So, Michael, um, tell us a little bit more about your um, more your, your sustainability packaging background. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, a quick intro and your experience on sustainable packaging. Okay, so I started I started um, my sustainability journey with with actually agriculture. And, um, and it was, it was always bothering me, the packaging that was used, like there's so much overdone packaging that's just sitting on pallets in the back of the grocery store. And so, you know, fast forward like 12 years, um, now we're exploring using, um, fast fibers, which is linen and hemp and converting that to paper like material and to produce packaging from that, because there's. Well, I, I was uh, giving a presentation last week. There's about 130,000 hectares of these fields in Europe. And so there's a lot of waste. Um, there's a lot of fibers that can't be used. And it's almost pure cellulose already. And so uh, that's, that's, that's a big thing for us for 2023 is, is going tree-free. Fantastic. Fantastic. Josh, give us a bit of your background. 
so, so, well, my background is actually in electronics, so nothing to do with packaging. But actually, my my work at Pragmatic kind of brings us together with connected packaging because um, we effectively have a, an enabling kind of semiconductor technology which allows us to effectively make everyday objects, you know, kind of connected um, and intelligent through um, RFID, such so radio frequency identification, and NFC. And we could do that in a significantly lower cost and more environmentally friendly way. And so naturally, um, one of the first kind of applications and markets, which I spend a lot of my time in, is looking at kind of packaging, um, connected you know, packaging, which creates new experiences, but also looking at the kind of digitalization of things like deposit return schemes, single use, uh, but also more recently, uh, reusable packaging, which, of course, is there's a lot of momentum, and a lot of interest at the moment. Well, again, with digital technologies and digital kind of capabilities have huge kind of kind of opportunities there to be creating more kind of circular business models and ultimately driving towards a more circular economy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you definitely that kind of refillable, reusable uh, type trend. Michael, talking about that as a as a trend, are there any other kind of trends that you kind of see at the moment, or you see that are going to really going to stand out in twenty twenty three? I, I, for for sure, like what he was saying, the circular economy things standing out. I know. So I'm in, I'm originally from Ohio, but I'm in Poland, and there's a lot of um, e-commerce platforms that are starting to sell consumers a box, and then that box gets flattened and then returned and can be, be used up to eight times before it's considered junk. Um, but you know, it, it's hard to say if it's going to be a trend or not. But I I I hope that. Um, that packaging the design is usually thought more than the material that it's made out of and so i hope that uh, in 2023 we'll become a little bit more conscious of our resources we watched uh, cardboard become really scarce uh, over the last 12 months because mm-hmm. of uh, timber uh, availability and things like that with covid and the ukraine war so we'll see what happens Mm-hmm. Lots, yeah, lots of exciting things, and lots of maybe not so exciting things that are definitely going to be uh, happening in 2023. Um, going back to the sustainability part and and the packaging itself, I mean, why do you think that packaging uh, is an interesting way or a good way of being able to communicate um, with customers about sustainability or anything else? Well, I think especially with the initiative that you're doing is, you know. As a company, we have some things like Facebook or Google Analytics or whatever to kind of see what customers might be doing on like a macro level. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once we, you know, you manufacture an item, you get it over to a distributor, the distributor gets it over to a store, the store gets it in a person's hands. And, you know, unless it's like, unless they're trying to give you a two-star review, you don't really hear from a customer, you know? And so like with your ideas with packaging, you can invite a customer in and you can, you can really have more contact with your end user. You know what I mean? And, and they can give you direct feedback and you can improve your product much quicker. You can improve, you know, you can, you can fix something much faster with, with Mm -hmm. direct consumer communication. Yeah, if I open it, I mean, yeah, it, it literally is opening up that channel as a as a as a gateway for the for the consumer and for the brand to be able to talk to each other. Josh, do you have anything to add to that, or you know, you're nodding, so I think you do. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know, 
brands and retailers they want to do more and more to connect and create new experiences with, with consumers. And so packaging and kind of connected packaging is a key way to do that, particularly beyond the point of sale, right? Um, you know, in many cases today, particularly with, let's say, lower value, like higher volume products, actually you lose that kind of interaction, that engagement um, very quickly at the point of sale. And so, again, I, I completely agree with, with Michael around the opportunity of kind of collecting data, whether it's about the product, uh, whether it's about the kind of consumer experience and journey and actually creating new experiences you know, by, by, by doing that. I think mm-hmm. there's also then lots of opportunities, which maybe we can go into a bit more detail later on, for then also being able to influence the consumer to actually change their behavior in different ways um, and, and change the fate of then the packaging. And of course, uh, you know, help towards recycling, reuse and uh, our sustainability goals as well. Yeah, no, no, definitely. We've actually got a question from the audience already. Um, This one I think is for you, Josh. Uh, Luciana wants to know, can we apply RFID inside a metal cap? Will it actually read through metal? Um, So there are different types of of RFID and and NFC labels or ways of embedding it, uh, which can make it possible to apply to metal objects. Um, So yes, uh, we basically have to make sure that you have the right uh, label construction um, and the right type of technology. But yes, it's absolutely possible. Okay, perfect. Good to know. Thank you very much. Um, I was going to also ask you if you really think that um, connected packaging um, is going to be important for all of these new legislations that are coming in. So we've got the uh, deposit return scheme, uh, which is definitely going to be um, in place. Uh, We've got lots of different legislation in terms of alcohol and messaging and labelling. How do you feel about that at the moment? I mean, that's a, that's a minefield on a complex question, right? And I think, of course, because we we have an international audience here, so I suppose you know, the relevance to, to that is going to be, you know, different. Um, but if I can speak to a little bit about where we are in, in the UK, you know, we're we're just starting by by pulling in a deposit return scheme, you know, in Scotland, and there's been a lot of lot of noise uh, about mm-hmm. that and how how that kind of happens. Um, but I think, you know, really from from everything which we've seen and and all the studies that we've kind of looked at. You know, consumers want to do the right thing. Um, you know, consumers want to um, you know, typically recycle with their packaging, or, or want to want to you know, make sure that they're they're uh, doing things in a sustainable way. Um, but in the UK, especially, you know, we've had a, a long history of of curbside recycling, um, and which you know, where a consumer can put their their recycling into a bin at home. And so the idea of them moving to a, a deposit return scheme, for example, um, actually is quite confusing. In fact, I think a study recently, you know, recently said that 58 of consumers don't really get or are completely confused at the idea of putting mm-hmm. in a, a deposit return scheme um, and don't really know what it entails. Well, actually, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of opportunities now to be then saying, well. Why do we need to be doing that? I don't, I don't like to use the word educa- education, um, but we need to kind of inform consumers actually why a deposit return scheme is 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 is, is better in some in certain ways, and actually you drive then a change in behaviour and influence them to to do something differently. So you know. Connected packaging is is a is a really fantastic opportunity to what we call to kind of digitally intervene at the right moments. So in other words. 
when uh, you know when a, a consumer might be asking, well, what do I do with this? Do I put it in the curbside recycling, or do I need to return it? Well, actually, this connected packaging is a perfect opportunity to provide information right at the point in which is required, and actually help them in, in doing that. So they maybe by um, you know, sharing information about their nearest return point, maybe sharing, I suppose, some of the benefits in, in doing so. And of course, maybe even kind of incentivizing them as well. So it's, you know, it's not a silver bullet, which is going to solve, you know, all the unnecessary hit the targets alone. But actually, I think if we can have an aligned approach and of course, rethinking in new ways, how we can leverage connected packaging, um, you know, we can really make significant impact. And just going more widely than, than, than DRS, you know, things like extended producer responsibility, there's a huge opportunity when it comes to data. Uh, again, that you know is is really required you know, for the reporting um, and to also make decisions of how um, you know, EPR is implemented and, and maintained. Mm, definitely, definitely. Um, a quick question for Michael. Michael, how do you feel um, about the sustainable uh, packaging strategies? Do you think that that can really be a marketing tool to boost sales? I think. I think so. I think that, I mean, at least with my own clients, I'm trying to, you know, so let's just take CBD, for example, right? So uh, according to me, who's a cannabis specialist, CBD, 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 um, how do you differentiate yourself? And I, and, and I saw, I'll have arguments with certain less woke brands, you could say at trade shows, like you guys, you know, uh, people who are using this material are generally um, pretty, awakened to the idea that this material can do everything, including make paper from. So Mm -hmm. um, if you're one of the first companies making paper from, or making your packages from cannabis paper, you're, you're going to be noticed. Um, And so I, I do think, and and on the other side too, like even from food, which is another venue that we're trying to tackle. I don't know about in the UK, but in Poland, the um, let's call it like at home delivery catering is a, huge thing. I think we're having something like 120,000 meals served daily in this country. And um, most of those plastic trays aren't being recycled. And I know that that's a huge pain point for their customers. And that's, you know, part of the reason why uh, I started to journey into, you know, more of the food side packaging rather than, than just retail packaging, uh, because the the need is there. But uh, I think it's an excellent way to differentiate yourself between um, other players in the market. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've got some more questions coming in uh, from the from the from the audience. So, quick question uh, for Josh, I believe uh, this one's from Ruth, um, and she asked, "Do the RFID chips require removal prior to the recycling of the packaging material?" Um, so the the. The unfortunate answer to this is obviously it depends, right? <laughs> um, and actually, you know, we've been working on um, some some guidance to you know, how best to apply the technology in the first place um, to make sure it's kind of compatible with with recycling streams. Um, and so, you know, that's different. Let's say for single use packaging in comparison to reuse. Um, what I will say, actually, in the UK right now, we're just kind of finalising a report with a UK recycling charity called Recoup to basically provide some guidelines on on how best to do that um but in short um you know it, it, certainly for single use you can certainly kind of treat um the the rfid label um as if it will be removed as if any other label would do so mm-hmm. right and so it's very um straightforward 
through the mechanical recycling process to be able to separate that off from the primary packaging. Um, obviously, when it comes to, to, to reuse and uh, you know um, maybe other scenarios, of course, you need to have that durability through washing cycles. And so um, there's a little bit more work in which we're doing there to make sure that it's durable enough to go through standard kind of washing, you know, for for a number of uses, and then be able to remove it when when required. And so again, there'll be some guidelines coming out next year from from um, one of the projects which we're, we're working on to to help um, the industry make those kind of transitions and use the technology. Yeah, so it's um, as easy as taking the label off, um, but it's something that enable to be able to recycle is, is something for the future. I mean, a quick question, actually, because we've dived into that, but yeah. we haven't really looked at why um, there might be some benefits for NFC um, versus QR. I mean, t- talk, us, talk us through a little bit of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I think... For us, um, we we think we're going to be really disruptive with NFC. Um, so NFC is near field communication. That's primarily because you know near field communication that there's there's been a cost associated to that, quite a high cost in comparison to now what we think we can enable. But just to kind of provide some kind of context here, again to compare like a QR code with regards to NFC. Uh, I'm pretty confident everyone probably who's on this call probably has, whether in their pocket, in their purse or in their bag, an NFC chip already. And so that's basically what you use for kind of contactless payment, um, whether that's with your debit or credit card. Um, and so, you know, we can you can use that using your mobile phone and, and kind of engage with that. And so on that chip, there is in most cases, a machine-readable unique identity, and that can be wirelessly read using uh, different types of readers, whether that's your mobile phone or some more industrial readers. Um, and actually, you know, there's lots of opportunities then by by doing that. First of all, it's wireless, you know, so you haven't got to have any alignment. You know, there's no any light issues there. It's really more of a, a tap, and it launches some from a web page or app. Um, but we also think that kind of bridges some of the opportunities, um, both upstream from consumers and also downstream, and being able to automatically identify an item uh, more easily. So, you know. RFID is typically used for supply chain traceability, where we think we can actually get some capability with NFC to be able to do that. And then actually, um, we've also been creating some prototype kind of um, NFC-enabled smart bins to enable, let's say, the automatic return of items mm-hmm. rather than having to align a QR code, for instance. And then even down to even demonstrating how you could use the technology to sort packaging within a sorting line. So there's lots of like added value and capabilities which we can have, you know, which go beyond what a QR code could maybe provide. Um and that's just the start. You know, there's there's lots previously which NFC has been used for things like anti-counterfeiting or anti-tamper of, of packaging. And then we're even working on capabilities to be adding kind of sensing, for instance, to be measure the freshness of products or you know, temperature, time temperature factors. And so if there's again moving from more kind of connected packaging to maybe even more intelligent packaging, um, and NFC can certainly enable and we can enable at a price point which you know just hasn't previously been been attainable in the market today. Yeah, there's so so many different um, applications of it, but thank you for sharing yeah. some of those. Um, our session's already coming to a close, but before I do close out, um, I just wanted to turn to you both and ask for your top tips on how brands can actually um, reach the sustainability goals for next year or get closer uh, to reaching to them. Michael, um, what top tips have you got? Um, I think I think for me. Um... It's it's all about the it's all about the construction. You know, we're having we're having things uh, produced that are bio uh, because they're made of an eco friendly material, but then they're also covered in uh, plastic. 
Uh, in California, we're having a lot of troubles with so-called compostable plastics uh, that aren't actually being composted uh, because they're not being composed in the right conditions. So I think um, watch your claims and um, see <laughs> see what actually happens. You know, uh, see, see what happens with your product versus what the the package manufacturer told you the result would be. You know, once you've gone back into the economy or once you've hit the landfill. What's your impact? Uh, because especially within the European Union soon, larger companies are going to have to be, um, I guess, submitting their carbon footprint uh, on a regular basis and being penalized um, in some way, so far as I understand, for doing a bad job. Mm -hmm. So we need uh, good solutions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm being transparent. Josh, uh, have you got any tips left after Michael's great explanations there? Yeah, well, I think that's some definitely overlap, which is great. But I think to begin with, I think, um, you know, I certainly say we need to think kind of create creatively about how we maybe think differently about kind of creating circular business models. Um, so this is you know, certainly kind of maybe rather service-based or value-based. And while always you're creating value for, for, for the customer, because that's you know, really, really important. And so that, I think that has a you know, significant opportunity to be kind of capturing materials, returning materials. And I think reusable packaging is, is something which I'm going to mention again, but I think is kind of hot on my agenda. Um, and, and to do that, you know, to, to, to accomplish those things, again, I'll you know, need to leverage data for transparency. Uh, so I think that kind of aligns with what Michael was saying and, and use that data, whether it's for reporting for legislation, but also to make good decisions and mm -hmm. to be transparent about externally. Um, and then lastly, um, it's a bit of a buzz phrase, but I think, you know, we should conquer these goals through collaboration and not competition. Yeah. You know, some, again, I keep coming back to reuse because, again, it's on my agenda, but you know, re things like re recycling and reuse really only um, you can drive the needle or change is actually if you have a, a collective and aligned effort, um, which is all moving in the same direction. If it's just one per one organization trying to do something on their own, you're not going to make, make make the impact. And so, you know, I think we need to, um, you know, think differently about how you know, brands and organizations collaborate, you know, between each other to ultimately, um, you know, hit our mutual goals. Yeah, no, definitely. Coll collaboration is is the fastest way to reaching any goal, right? So um, sure. I totally agree. I think that's a great note to finish our, our section uh, with. So thank you very much, Josh. Thank you very much, Mark. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time. I know. Thank you. Sorry, I now moved to our second uh, section, and and um, Herman, Hernan, sorry, Barberman, and Guillermo Dufranc from Tridimage, they will be joining us now. Um, thank you very much for joining us on uh, the virtual stage uh, today. Um, maybe you can both also just share a quick fact that not many people know about you. Hernan, over to you. Hi, warm greetings from Buenos Aires. Uh, actually, uh, there is something that connects Guillermo and me regarding music. We are both music lovers and we even share one stage in some parties inside our agency. So <laughs> I guess that's something that uh, not so many people know about us. So famous, famous rock stars is what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Packaging rock stars, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the only packaging rock Yeah, star. yeah. <laughs> but Guillermo is far better musician than me, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic. Well, um, I'm going to pass over to you guys as I know you've got some some really fantastic stuff to show us. So please take it away. Great, great, amazing. Well, thank you, Jenny, for, for this opportunity. 
And I will share my screen. There you can see it, right? Mm. Okay. Uh, not yet. So I, not yet? No. No? <laughs> I am seeing it. So let me check again this one. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, I found the problem here. Next step number two. Right. That's Perfect. all right. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, great, great, great. Amazing. Well, uh, let me check this. Um, I have to prepare the camera so they not uh, they not interfere with the images. Well, thank you, Jenny, for your kind words and giving us the opportunity to talk about a journey through sustainable packaging with this lovely audience and these lovely speakers. Uh, I will tell you first a, a story of a personal and professional transformation. You have surely heard countless story like this. However, this story has a reverse moral. What matter here is not what is inside, but what is outside. I am sure you're looking forward to knowing what is the magic material that makes packaging sustainable, environmentally friendly, green, or wherever you want to call it. But that's, that's not what you will find in this talk. There are no magic formulas, or universal truth about what material is better than other. Instead, I'd invite you on a trip that is what I'd like to know when I started to wonder about packaging and waste. It was the summer of 2011 when my wife, my son, and I went for the first time to this place, El Bolson, a hippie town of Argentinian Patagonia in the 70s. We rented this small house they asked to sort of waste. And that was the first time in my life I was requested to do such a thing. They gave us two garbage bins. At first, it seemed weird to have to think where to throw it thing. In addition to having to clean it, everything with a piece of paper to reduce the use of water. From the moment, when I had to think whether, whether to throw the garbage in the green or black bin, my mission has been to have fields of flowers instead of garbage dumps. As a packaging designer, I can't believe how we have ignored the negative impact of waste. That is something they didn't teach me in college or university. Firstly, I was obsessed to eradicate waste, but soon I realized it wasn't enough or possible to change all the materials already used in the packaging industry. Also, I knew that relying only on recyclability was not an option. The scale and speed of raw material extraction create devastating reality, resulting in biodiversity loss and increase in global warming having drought followed by heavy rains leading to floods because the soil is not able to absorb such a quantity of water. So it's not just a problem of managing waste. Everybody asks me, what is the most sustainable packaging? And the answer is, it's complicated. Sustainable packaging doesn't exist. Because packaging alone cannot do anything to be sustainable, but our actions can. Let me say this again. Sustainable packaging doesn't exist. Moreover, packaging cannot be more or less sustainable, but 
rather has a greater or lesser environmental impact. Every packaging materials come from nature at a, at a certain point. Plastics come from the oil industry, responsible for great environmental burdens. Paper and carton demand massive amounts of water. Glass needs a lot of energy to melt raw materials and transport them because it is heavy. Metal, metal raw materials aren't present in all regions and they need a lot of energy, industrial processes and transport. Every packaging material has an environmental impact. Don't panic. I won't say that in, that in 1983, the United Nations defined the sustainable development as the way to meet our needs without compromising the future generations. Well, I already said it, but the concept of progress includes the social and environmental dimensions, something we didn't address since the Industrial Revolution, where growth is measured only from the economic point of view. To meet the definition of sustainable packaging, the actions of a company have to consider much more than the material. Don't worry, I won't bore you with the 17 sustainable development goals, really, I won't. However, you should know them if you haven't already. At this point, I am sure we all agree that linear economy is not good. Even when it is validated by several ACEs or life cycle analysis or assessments, depending on your language, that say that throwing away is more sustainable than washing to reuse and recycle. Also, we know that recycle alone is not enough because it's got economical, technical, and behavioral barriers. Circular economy is maybe a new utopia, I admit it. Instead, I think it is better to consider it as a philosophy an ethical way uh, of living life. I like to think that circular economy is a way of giving back to nature some of the wonderful things it gives us. Well, look, I know I already told you I went to a hippie village on holiday, so that's a really hippie way of seeing circular economy. But we shouldn't depend on a single solution, but on a combination of different approaches that helps us to create as minimal waste as possible. In my journey of sustainable packaging, I did some research in the last few years. I found some interesting, though imperfect companies, which I would like to talk about you so get your own thoughts about them. Rudolph has conceived in 2007 in the garage of one of the two founders. They made EPA fashionable. At the beginning of 2020, they've revealed a new design that seemed to have bleached their rebellious identity from the past. The chains come hand in hand with a sustainability policy that has defined Brewdog as the first carbon negative beer. So this is to say that they remove more carbon than they emit. They bought over 2,000 acres in the head of the Scottish Highland to create Brewdog Forest with native trees to remove carbon from the air. By counting emissions and having to offset them, any company should seek to reduce them. 
In that way, Burdock learned that aluminum cans have a considerably lower environmental burden when compared to glass bottles. Aluminum is undefinable recyclable. It is one of the best paint materials and has high recycle rates. This is why they decided to put on selling their bottling line. However, they didn't sell it because Lute offered to reuse glass bottles with a one pound deposit. Unfortunately, I'm, unfortunately, I'm not sure this program is still working, but not because it's not a sustainable solution. On the contrary, it's more to do with the lack of interest and commitment of shoppers, the stores, and government's regulations that are more worried about their convenience than about the environment. Anyhow, we can learn from this that it's not the material of the packaging that, make, that makes it more or less sustainable. It's the system where it is working. You surely know that Oli is a brand of beverage, yogurt, cream, and ice cream made with oats. If you are like me, you are surely wondering why they use multi-laminate and plastic packaging. However, it is uh, recycled and they won't use glass and things like that. Well, waste management is not only part of the Oatly sustainability policy. They say almost half of the emissions come from the crops and ingredients, 24% from transport, 12% from energy, and packaging with 13%. As we can see, the materials used for packaging present a minor part of the emission of unwanted gases in the atmosphere. That is why it is so difficult to change for the other ones that represent higher emissions. And this doesn't happen only to Oli, but to practically the entire packaging industry. They say that switching cow's milk for this old drink reduces 73% of greenhouse gas emissions. They also tell you about it in the front of the packaging. But being the only ones who did something from the planet was not enough to change the world. So they created Hay Food Industry Campaign to raise people's awareness and demand that the food industry show these figures too. The packaging design is informative and also entertaining, something that all we can learn from them. I'm far from being perfect for claiming that old milk is in general has less uh, environmental impact than any cow's milk, when in fact it is a study of a particular type of production used for the convenience. However, they, uh, they make great tasty cruelty fruit products. Seventh generation is a concept based on an ancient philosophy. The decisions that we make today result in a sustainable world seven generations into the future. Since 1988, seventh generation has formulated plant-based home and personal care products that helped avoid contaminated with chemicals. This is one of the companies that began to use post-consumer recycled plastic and tried to reduce it. They commend that in 2020, 69% of the plastic packaging they produce had recycled content. In 2011, they launched the first bottle made of paper for laundry, 
reducing 60% of the plastic. This is good, but not so good because it mixes various types of materials. Inside, they have plastic bag and a plastic cap that both can be recycled if someone takes care of them. But all we know, but all we know that being recyclable doesn't mean it is going to be recycled. Why replace the fully recyclable plastic bottle? Okay, because it is plastic, but the paper has plastic inside and in the cup, so we are trapped. Paper bottles are getting a lot of attention and investment nowadays. So we need to think about what are we going to do with them in the near future? But let's keep that for another conversation. They developed a new line that finally doesn't use plastic. For me, the good thing is not only that, but also that they are reusable and can be refilled several times. Mind you, get ready to clean differently because now these products are powders rather than liquids. Oh, that's a, <laughs> does this bother you? Didn't you want them not to use more plastic? Okay, the change needs friends. These products are first sold through an e-commerce store focused on sustainable products. Could it be the market is not yet ready for this massive scale? Thank you so much, Guillermo. I'm so sorry because we're, oh. we're running out of time, but don't worry because we can send around the link with the presentation as well. I just oh, wanted sure. to ask you um, a quick question. Um, in terms of 2023 um, and the biggest trend that you see happening um, within sustainable packaging, and I loved what you said there about, you know, packaging itself actually can't be sustainable. It's more about the people um, and, the, and the consumers. What do you think um, in 2023 is going to be the biggest trend or the biggest change that we're going to see? Well, I think that the, the biggest trends will be the behavioural uh, change that we need, right? And this needs to come hand in hand with the packaging uh, strategy, the, the sustainable packaging strategy of each brand. So it's great to analyze what are the best alternatives that the brand needs according to the product, because the main objective of the packaging is to protect the content. Well, you have to, to be sure that the, the content should be correctly protected, and then think what is the ideal end of cycle of that packaging, and that you need to communicate it to shoppers. So having that bond, I don't mind that if it is glass, aluminium, plastic, paper, whatever, <laughs> the bond that you need to make with the, the sustainable strategy of the brand and the communication with consumers and all the partnerships that you can make with the stores, with uh, recycles, with uh, governments, with uh, anyone that could help to make the end of life of the packaging properly. So I think that the biggest trends will be having sustainability in mind in all mm. the, the packaging strategy for the brand. Yes. Yes, I think that's a, a great point. Um, and I'm sorry that we've had to, to cut in. And I know that already City from the audience is very interested um, in the presentation. And of course, we'll send it out. Pern, just to close with yourself as well, um, we haven't talked yet um, about connected packaging um, with yourselves, but I'm just wondering how you feel that kind of helps in terms of the messaging and the trends and everything that's moving forward. Sure. Well, that, oh, sorry, um, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, connected packaging uh, is for us an incredible, powerful tool to build that bridge between brands, products, and shoppers. So we can communicate about the brand's mission and purpose for a better world and also improve relevant, provide relevant information about the end of life uh, of packaging, how to reuse it, recycle, or compost it. So uh, actually the communication powers of connected packaging is endless. I fully, fully agree. Um, Peter, actually, from the audience, also agrees and says behaviour does need changing. Um, his comment here is, but so far it's rarely much fun or reward. Um, it's too often a nag or finger wag or even penalty. The opportunity comes by helping consumers enjoy their products further. And I think that's a, a fantastic link into our into our third uh, section and our third session. So thank you so much uh, to Hernan. Thank you so much, Guillermo. Um, again, of course, we'll be sending on um, the, the slides and I'm sure there'll be lots of questions uh, to follow up as well. Thank you so much for your time, both of you. Bye. That brings thank me, thank you, thank you. That brings me uh, to the third and last section uh, to close the webinar for today. I feel like it's really just flown, flown by so fast. It's been so, so great so far. And I know Virginia and Arihana are not going to let us down because they've got some fantastic things um, to show us and talk to us about as well. Um, again, in my usual style, uh, Virginia and Rihanna, I don't know uh, who would like to go first. I'll let you fight for that. But please tell us uh, something interesting um, about yourselves that not many people um, will know. Okay, I, I can start, Andri. So first of all, thank you for having us and thank you for organizing this webinar. And um, I could say if Hernan and Guillermo was the packaging rock star, I could be the dancing packaging dancer star. So I have won many dancing competitions. Ah, so you can dance for Hernan and Guillermo's music? Yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> we can do some collaboration together. <laughs> Andrew, are you going to join in that? Yeah, well, I'm afraid that I'm not any kind of star, not dancing, not singing, <laughs> not acting. I did try acting. I did try many different things. But when talking about the stars, I'm, I I want to, to reach the stars. I, I wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid. It also did not um, uh, end up being truth, but I enjoy watching the starry skies. And that uh, is something that really helps me uh, put my ideas in place and uh, really get the perspective. Oh, super, super nice. Less, less stardom and just starry. Thank you. Well, um, I know that you're here to tell us um, about a fantastic campaign uh, that only launched, I think, a couple of weeks ago um, in the Spanish market. So I'm super excited uh, to talk about that. But first, we're going to play a little video to show everybody a little bit about that. Um, Fortis, can we go for that? yourself um we just showed a little bit of the campaign but there's a lot more to it than that it's all about a new carton it's all about a new way of doing things very sustainable please tell us a little bit about the carton 
Sure. I actually love it that we are the last to be speaking uh, today because uh, many topics that the other panelists have already mentioned uh, are something that I would like to emphasize and bring back uh, up. Uh, so uh, I think that it was Guillermo previously who said that the first role and the most important thing about a package is to protect the content of, uh, of what it carries. So um, that is uh, how the beverage cartons uh, were, uh, why, why they exist, so that is their main, their main purpose. Uh, and of course, uh, it, we know that it's not perfect. Uh, we have been working um, a long series of years to make it uh, uh, a package with a lesser impact, which is another thing that has been mentioned before. So there have been a series of things that um, uh, the pure pack cartons and the beverage carton industry in general have been uh, working on uh, to tackle different challenges in the industry uh, in all different uh, parts of the life cycle analysis of the, of the life cycle of the package. So not only the end of life and the recycling, but also selecting the right kind of uh, raw materials, really working on a, a really high um, content, a high percentage of renewable materials. And also there is another thing that was mentioned before, we are using the raw materials from the nature, so we are depleting the earth. So that is why um, it was really important to come up with uh, this solution, PurePack Essence, uh, which uh, is an aseptic carton for um, the products that are distributed in ambient distribution that does not require aluminum. So of course it is. Uh, it was a great achievement to have beverage cartons that are uh, used in ambient distribution um, that do not require refrigeration. And aluminum was required for that because uh, it uh, um, provides the right kind of barrier um, so that the product can reach the consumers uh, in the, the optimal uh, shape and, and it doesn't go bad. So we reduce food waste. But if we can make it better, we are going to be doing more and, and, and then try to really reduce the different uh, raw materials and try to eliminate aluminum. And that is something that, that is something that has been achieved. And uh, also another thing that I would like to touch upon and mention what has been said before, it is not about the packaging. It's all about a collaboration. It's all about a system. And that is why uh, we are very happy to have a partner like Garcia Carion, who is um, uh, the brand uh, who, who is the manufacturer with many brands, with the, 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 the brand that is uh, really recognizing the need uh, to combine the sustainably produced products uh, that are good for the health of the consumers with the packaging that is good for the health of the environment. And that I'm not going to enter more into that. I think uh, it's Virginia who will say more about that. And just uh, adding the last point and the most important point, which are the consumers. So that is where the connected packaging enters. We really have to make them take easy decisions to, to know uh, what uh, why um, some materials are used and not the others, how they're being gathered and how to dispose of them. And that is uh, where uh, why we, we, we decided to, to join together uh, and, uh, and work on this campaign. So Virginia, that leads very nicely to you. So, you know, this, this is a carton that obviously you have chosen uh, at Garcia Carrion to 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 use tell us a little bit more about why you felt this was the was the right step for you guys okay that's as uh, Andy said for us it's really important to work in a 360 strategy it's not yet about the end life it's not yet about to try to find a packaging that can be recyclable is to focus in the life circle analysis and in the environmental part economical and the society so with this new launch that we are presented today, we fit this 360 strategy. For us, it's really important to, uh, to decrease the, um, the carbon footprint 
And this is the first packaging in the market with value. We have a huge volume of products. So is this work together has been really hard. We have done many trials and this fit in our three objectives strategies, like uh, you reducing the carbon footprint, reducing the, the water that you use, re reducing the waste. It's just to have all this circular economy in mind. Mm -hmm. And so that's um, a fantastic uh, partnership. Again, you know, going back to what our, our previous, I think it was Josh that said, you know, it, it, about this being collaboration. Um, and I and I think as well, that's a fantastic collaboration and partnership, of course, between Elipac and yourselves in terms of this being the right caution that really does fulfill the type of sustainability goals you've got. What about connected packaging? Obviously, that's that's the part of the, the, the carton that we've kind of just had a little look into in the video. There's a QR code on the carton. Users can scan that. Why did you think connected packaging um, would be interesting or a good way to communicate um, this campaign? Okay, if I if I can answer this for um, something that uh, we want to take care about is the consumer and to educate the consumer. Uh, sometimes sustainability can be really complex, and I always say that the consumer had a eco misunderstanding or eco confusion because there are so many recyclable, compostable, uh, renewable. This, there are so many terms that it's difficult to get to the consumer. So using connected packaging, we can get use the brand to get to the consumer and doing an easy and funny way to learn. So they can use this app with the packaging and have and understand this, all these new content that we are, as a company, we are trying to, to give to them. Mm -hmm. Andrew, what, what do you think? Is, is how, how is this uh, Connected Packaging campaign helping to educate the consumers? Because that's what we're talking about. I think Peter mentioned it as well. It's all about um, behavioral change. Guillermo said there's no actual sustainable packaging if you don't have people who, who um, know what to do. So why is Connected Packaging the right tool for this? Exactly, and uh, even though I mean, normally when when asked, consumers would say that it's under uh, it's uh, the responsibility of the manufacturers mm -hmm. and of the industry to work on creating a better world, on uh, reducing the impact, on being more sustainable, and that is true. But it's not fully, it's not one hundred percent complete truth. It's on all of us. So. Um, the, the brand in this case can be a superhero. We as packaging manufacturer could be, but it's actually uh, the question, what have you done today to, to, to make um, a positive impact or to reduce your negative impact? So uh, it's important to make uh, all consumers participants into this joint struggle that we have uh, really to, uh, to, to reduce our impact and uh, to make it in a way that uh, they feel listened because it's um, a bi-directional communication channel. Uh, we transmit a message to consumers. We tell them about a packaging, about a product, tell them the full story, and we are, we are being transparent about it. Transparent by saying, as I also mentioned, we know that it's not perfect. We are very proud that it's much better than it has been in the past. And we're very proud that it's only one step uh, in a long journey 
And we know that there are more steps that are gonna come that are going to be even better. So we're just uh, uh, being very transparent, telling to consumers, this is what we have done. Hang in there, be with us and support us because you need to uh, also uh, share that kind of responsibility and uh, being um, uh, an interactive experience we also get a chance to get consumers' feedback because we can uh, read the statistics, we can understand how they're using uh, the application, uh, we can understand uh, their, their quizzes, so their services, so we can understand uh, what are their uh, consumption habits, um, uh, what are their concerns, what are their interests, so we can adapt the, the campaign um, uh, live. And also, um, I, there is one thing they really want to emphasize now that I mentioned this, uh, that it's a long, long-term journey. It's only one step uh, um, in, uh, in this journey. It is uh, not uh, that this is the first time that Don Simon as a brand and Elopec as a, as a packaging manufacturer decided to do something. Uh, this is just a, um, a, a new step. But uh, in the past, there have already been other initiatives like removing the, the, the bleaching process from the cartons or um, offsetting the CO2 emissions. And uh, this is just, okay, stay tuned, be a part of the team because we are in this together and mm -hmm. let's see what comes next. So yeah, and also it's it's the thing to make it entertaining because sometimes when we say education, it can get a, a little bit of a maybe uh, difficult connotation. Mm. And not all of us wanted to be good students uh, when we were kids, so not even when we were adults, even less. So, so let's give it a gaming uh, perspective. So here we can see some um, some some screens from the web app where uh, really through playing, consumers can see how um, the, the the wood, for example, is coming the for for paper is coming from sustainable managed forests, where um, only. Uh, those trees that we make sure that uh, the new ones, more new ones are going to grow where it's been sourced. So we, we explain why each material is chosen and so on. And also, uh, yeah, there is uh, um, the impact on, uh, we mentioned before, the CO2 emissions. So do we explain how each of the uh, initiatives taken, so the removal of aluminum up to 50% less CO2, the use of renewable plastics, again, what kind of, impact in, in emissions it has. So it, it, it all uh, sums up and it's all part of the comprehensive story. Yes, yes, exactly. And I think um, you started to, to touch a little bit on how those messages, which are the messages from both actually the manufacturer, which is Elopac, and, and the brand, which is Don Simon, uh, or, or Garcia Carrion, really how, how that interaction and, and how that education, but in a fun way. And again, I think that goes back to, um, I think Peter uh, said something about that earlier in, in, in one of his questions. Um, and here you can actually see the five uh, mini games that are actually included into um, the experience. And actually what happens here is that um, consumers are actually awarded uh, by different coins um, as they complete different things. Again, they're against the timer. Here are the coins being collected. Actually, it's um, educating both um, audiences really around what the type of um, ingredients are, what's actually inside, the different flavors. There's a questionnaire in here which talks around when uh, do you consume the product, how often do you consume the product, etc. And then those coins can be exchanged for different things, such as discounts, prizes, and entered um, into um, a draw, actually, to get a, a trip to Huelva um, to be able to see um, a lot more um, a, a lot more of the uh, trees and, and, and things in terms of being able to enjoy and be part of the brand. So this is actually being able to engage um, in that interactive way 
um, rather than just kind of do that finger wagging, which I think, you know, you're talking about there, uh, Andrea, a little bit. And I think we've heard that a little bit before. So it's about that interactive way of being able to engage people rather than do this in a, in a, in a boring way. There's the opportunity here to, to learn through gamification. And gamification isn't just for, for young people. Gamification um, is, is really there for, for all ages. Um, um, in terms of really what you feel, uh, Virginia, in terms of how this kind of is a, is a, is a great way to be able to, to communicate, is a great way to be able to bring things um, and messages. Is it something that um, Garcia carry on, not necessarily just Don Simon, do regularly, these types of QRs or connected experiences? We, we have done it before. So we found that a connected packaging or active uh, intelligent packaging is a useful tool that we can we could use in the past with our clients, and this and that's why we have a really good result on that. So we decide to repeat it or to do something with Elopac regarding this app. So there's something I can say there's something that we always do it, but there's some campaign that are really important to us, and that when we. Garcia Carrion has always been a pioneer doing some changes with packaging and everything with the environmental and the sustainability strategy. So with something is important for us, we wanted to communicate and to educate our customers. So there's something that we have done it in the past. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. It's it's something to have good results. Um, and talking about results, Andrea, I know this is only been live a few weeks, but are, are there any good uh, indications, any great results that, at, the, at the moment that you can share? Yeah, well, uh, as you said, it's uh, or still very, very soon. We are hoping for, for great results. But for example, uh, checking at the, the dashboard, you've seen that uh, a, a great figure that uh, the completion rate is at 87%. So out of all people who scan and enter into the experience, 87% of them go until the end, which means that it really engage, engages the people. And also the, the average time spent is uh, a little less than two minutes, which uh, according to what we have uh, been inquiring, we do have more experience, uh, is, is a good result. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, with that, I kind of come to conclude our, our, our session. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you very much, Virginia. It's been lovely to have you. And a big thank you, of course, to all of our panelists, to Guillermo, to Hernan, to Michael, to Josh, to everybody who's been involved uh, today. Thank you very much, Michael, as well. It's been fantastic having you and a big thank you um, to the audience as well with their fantastic questions. As you know, this will be recorded. Um, it has been recorded. It will be available on YouTube. Um, we do have a link to um, our Connected Packaging Survey. If you could fill that in, it would be most appreciated. And we'll be publishing the results in February um, alongside Avery Dennison, um, who are sponsoring the survey. Thank you so much for all your time and I wish you a fantastic rest of the day. Goodbye.